Thanks for coming back to the nest. I'm Mr. Ben Beckman, and you're here with Chatting at the Sea. Today's episode, I'm going to sit down with Mr. Drew Ruckty. Drew is a new teacher to Central High. But before we get into that, we want to give a few shout outs to things that are happening in the Central community here in June. So we have our weekly Eagle Accolades. Um, this summer, we had a large group of students go to Girls and Boys State here in Nebraska, and some awards came out of that. We had Mackenzie Altsar became the state commissioner at Cornhusker Girls State, and Joshua King was voted the mayor of his town and won his primary to run for Boy State Governor. Um, for the National Party. They did say that his um, election campaign was one of the closest in Nebraska Boys State history. So great to them. Another big thing happening, the uh, baseball team is in their Legion season. They've been they've won several tournaments, the Sedalia Jimmy Glenn tournament in Missouri and the Ames Tree Bash here in Omaha. Shout out to head coach Joe Genoway, coach and teacher Josh Bullock, and Coach Hayden for leading those Eagles to victory. A couple field trips had happened this summer. Mr. Scott Wilson took a group of students to Europe, touring tons of amazing places in history. I know they went to some Holocaust sites. Those are really tough to um, walk some students through. Jordan Boyer took a, a group of Eagles to Washington, D.C. through the Nebraska Civil Leadership Program. He's been taking students for several years. I know Mr. Burzens as well took a group of students to Belize. So always a shout out. I struggle to take students out of my classroom, much less taking them to another country. So that's definitely something to uh, support when that happens. Looking at some other exciting things in sports, a freshman, Ike Ackerman, won three gold medals at the ASATF track and field Nebraska State Championships. As a freshman, he'll be competing at regionals here soon. Good luck to him. Looking at debates, Charlie Yale competed in the national speech and debate uh, competition Louisville, Kentucky, first one since the early 2000s for Central High School. And lastly, shout out to all athletic teams with a lot of construction happening at Central High. At the moment, the building is completely shut down. So coaches preparing for their fall and winter seasons are kind of without a home, so a lot of coaches have been going to several places. I know the volleyball team is practicing at Pine Elementary in their gymnasium. The football team has been to several um, fields, to Blackburn and other football fields, so good job to them. And uh, I know the basketball team is is practicing here at Lewis and Clark, so shout out to those guys being dedicated, going above and beyond despite the uh, building being shut down. And we're back here at Chatting at the Sea with Mr. Drew Rock D. Drew, how's it going today? It's going great. Another fantastic day at summer school over here. Another couple of kids getting their credits. Yeah, exactly. Moving along. Always good to see. Only one more week and then we're into our full uh, summer break. That's always a a nice feeling. Yeah, it's going to be my first year uh, as a teacher going into the summer here. So um, I'm excited to not have work for like a month or two. Yeah, (laughs) you'll have that real like teacher break type thing going on, which is... 
really kind of awesome. Right. So, I mean, one of the reasons I became a teacher, so might as well get to experience that. Yeah, <laughs> even if it is just for a month, they'll rope right. you in some way. You'll have those new teacher trainings and stuff like that. So let's dive straight into it. You, of course, have only been at Central for about an actual whole school year with student teaching in the fall, long, long-term uh, subbing in the spring. So in your short time at Central, what makes Central such a special place? Yeah, I mean, great question. Um, as a lot of my friends at Central know and fellow teachers at Central know, I really didn't interview too many other places because I just knew pretty much right off the bat that Central was the place that I wanted to be. Um, first off, the history there. I mean, as a history teacher, as a government teacher, it's so cool to me that Central used to be the territorial capital of Nebraska. Yeah. And then you just hear all these cool things. Uh, shout out to Scott Wilson. Uh, he does all these trivias on Fridays where you get to learn all these really cool things about the building, about the amazing characters throughout history, presidents, heads of state, um, heads of businesses that just visited Central because it was one of the cooler buildings in the Midwest at the time. So. Yeah, especially where it has that kind of similar design to the federal courthouse down the street, exact same architect, so that those styles being so similar really gives it that government building kind of feel so yeah it's really cool especially he knows i mean scott wilson friend of the pod but scott wilson <laughs> knows so much about the building and knows so much about especially those minor anecdotes about people who went there and then their their long-term plans and stuff like that it's always really cool to hear what scott can uh, share with uh share with you about the history of central so that's pretty right. important yeah and actually when i started at central my my girlfriend was working at the courthouse um she was clerking at the courthouse and uh, it would be kind of funny because I'd walk from Central over to the federal courthouse down there, and it was like walking into the exact same building. Like, yeah, yeah. They're both so nice, <laughs> so beautiful. But yeah, I mean, other than the history, honestly, Jordan Boyer, one of the government teachers there, was somebody that constantly got brought up when I was talking to people about who to student teach with. Uh, he was just somebody that a lot of people respect, that they learned government from. And frankly, uh, Central's location means that it is just it's central to Omaha. I, I get to meet a lot of different type of people who go through that school. Yeah. Uh, it helps that I used to work in politics and that this is kind of a continuation of me teaching people about government that I'm going to be teaching at a place that uh, is in downtown Omaha, right yeah. central to Omaha. Totally. And even on that same plug, let's talk about <clears throat> yeah, your father is a state representative for the state of Idaho. How does that government connection, that state at least government connection, how's that going to impact your teaching of American government in the classroom? Yeah, I mean, uh, entirely. It's going to impact everything I do. I, I'm really proud of my dad for the work that he does. Um, and I think that it has shown me from a young age that like politicians are just people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> oftentimes in a government classroom, you hear about these politicians either being deified or demonized. And I just don't think that that is accurate. I think that these are people and we should view their decisions as decisions that people make. Yeah. Uh, beyond that too, I, I, from a young age, knew exactly how to petition my government and change things in the government there. So having a uh, experience personally with petitioning with campaigning in general just makes it so it's easier to relate to kids. I mean, you start talking to kids in a government class for even 10 minutes and you realize that they already know that there are things wrong with the way that we do things. Totally. Uh, only way those things change, we talk about them. We yeah. learn about them. We yeah. continue to do things on these issues. So Yeah, something recently I had a family member post 
that they were going to make a challenge themselves if they're ever going to complain about something happening in government that before they would post, before they would take to social media, they first would call their, their state senator or their, their uh, federal senators as well right. to put their voice in there. I think that's a, a really important thing, especially for our kids to learn because right. there's tons and tons of instances where you can make change or bring up ideas. And if you and your um, neighbors and, and fellow classmates continually push these things, you can affect change uh, very much. Yeah, I mean, I think so much of politics nowadays is people getting mad at someone who doesn't exist. Like, mm-hmm. usually when, when my students are talking about these governmental topics, they can find some common ground or they can find something to agree on, even if they're pretty opposed, because there are just, like, logical things in government. Like, we should be doing this. We should not be doing this. So yeah. it's kind of just cool to know um, that education is the way that we get out of I think the problems we have in this country um, and a lot of my students I think realize that as well that they just need to educate themselves about these topics before getting mad kind of like your family member there. yeah yeah yeah, totally the kind of the great equalizer there um, too right. as well let's talk a little bit about how you and I met this is kind of the, the weird <laughs> circumstance it's funny for you and I to be sitting down doing a podcast right. um, from the beginning so you and I met happenstance honestly one of my uh, one of my friends uh, was moving to New York City and right. I was headed to that uh, going away party and you worked at the same uh, bike shop as me yeah, that was super weird. I was already started on my master's degree, and I remember, um, I think I just mentioned something about student teaching, and you said, like, oh, yeah, where are you student teaching? And I was like, you know, I'm thinking about either North or Central, and you were like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, gov- or I'm a history teacher over at Central. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, small world, so yeah. uh, can I get a job? And I <laughs> think yeah. you put in a good word for me. I mean, I know that I, I saw you one of those first days that I came to student teach there, and uh, just made me feel a lot more comfortable. Like the people that teach at Central are involved in the community. They're out yeah. and about. Because also that going away party was for somebody in the biking community that we both knew pretty well. I think mm-hmm. by yeah. the time he was gone, there. kind of kind of weird, different kind of how that converged too. Because mm-hmm. I was at the shop before you were there, and I rode with um, uh, our friend that was leaving quite a lot, and then right. you work at the shop meeting him. So right. that connection is because we both worked at, worked at the same bike shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and did not even know that like we both worked at that bike shop, I don't think, for another year or so until after we had met. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so super small world, especially in how it all comes together. You student teaching with Jordan Boyer and Molly McVeigh. Right. Long-term subbing and then uh, eventually joining the staff at Central. So that's especially super, uh, super, super exciting. So let's uh, talk about biking a little bit. Um, before you joined us at Central High, we used to have a teacher by the name of Tim Shipman who was an avid commuter. I'm talking... Right. 360 days commuter by bike, winter, snow, rain, whatever. That was ship. That is ship. Ship still alive. <laughs> just, just lives in our memories. Um, so you yourself have been commuting a lot to school, even here at summer school um, in, at Lewis and Clark. That's right. So talk about how that's been a benefit for you uh, going by bike to many places around the community here in Omaha. Yeah. I mean, first off, I just want to say how that's helped me connect with students because um, – you know, I ride to Central when it is warm enough to ride to Central. So when it's like 32 degrees or higher, I usually will go in the mornings there. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the students that I've met out by the bike racks are students that I will have a connection with for totally. a really long time. They're people that I've helped um, change their tires on their bikes, I, that I have talked to about like what they're doing in life just because we're both out at the same time, at yeah. the same place, doing the same thing. Uh, I think it's important for any school to have a, a 
myriad of interests with your teachers, right? Totally. Those like connections. Connect. Yeah. And even I, I can apply that too. this, this summer and even sometimes during the fall, I'll take the uh, Metro transport to get to school right. and even be on the same bus as one of your students or waiting by a bus stop by one of your students is that, that human connection that, that we're all the same. We're all together. We're, we're just living our lives and, and, uh, putting teach kind of brings teachers to that normal approachable level too. Oh yeah. And, and I think you hear this idea from students, um, <laughs> it, 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 there's some shame in taking like public transport or, or in taking your bike because it's viewed as something that is because you have a lack of a car or something like that. And, yeah. and I don't like that. Like, I think that we should have some better ability to go however you want to, to work or to school. I know when I bike to school, and this is another reason I do it, I just feel better in the day. I'm more alert. I am more energetic and active for my students. Yeah. I can process the emotional things they're talking to me about a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, like it just, it changes the whole way that I look at my day. Yeah. I also think that it is better for the environment. It's better for the city. It's better for communities. Yeah. I mean, all of those things that I think people talk about usually with it also apply to, to biking to school there. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, that's, that's really, uh, really awesome. Taking a quick break here, it's Mr. Beckman. We're going to highlight a few of the events happening uh, in Eagle Nation this summer. Taking a look at our first event is on June 29th, the Central High football team is having an event at Schmitty's Garage from 5 to 8 o'clock. All you need to do is simply drop the name Central Eagles, and a lot of the proceeds will go to support the Eagles on and off the field. So stop and get some really great burgers and fries at Schmitty Garage on June 29th. The second major event is for 8th graders becoming freshmen at Central High this um, fall. We have our freshman jump start that's going to be hosted at Lewis & Clark since the building is closed. We're going to have these events at Lewis & Clark from July 20th to July 22nd. Families can still sign up until the 30th of June. Great way to learn more about Central before that first opening day. Topics covered will range from central traditions, the central style book, to learning more about the building. Visit Central High's website to find Jumpstart 2022 to enroll. Let's get back to the interview with Mr. Rukti. So one of the things you took on right away was diving to the bait team. Um, the debate team at Central was inactive since actually 2006 for some of our listeners at home. Um, but we've had historic past debates in Central history. There were times where impromptu debates would happen in an auditorium about certain topics and certain ideas. So debate is a big part of what Central was. So talk about getting that program restarted and what the future looks like with that. Yeah, I mean, first off, shout out to Aaron Shervich. He was the coach in the last year. He really did the legwork. He did everything to get that team going. And I just happened to email him right as I started student teaching to yeah. say, hey, like, I noticed we have a debate team here. I can't find much information. What's up? And he was like, yeah, you can't find any information because we barely started it. Yeah. So come to practices. We'll start talking. And um, honestly, from that first practice, I just realized that I was in the right place for me. Yeah, I did debate all through high school. Um, I was a policy debater myself. I ended up going to some pretty big competitions while I was in high school there and just did really well in it. 
I think that debate was the reason that I got into politics in general, that I um, got into uh, helping people in general. So I really like to be able to help people with that. I like to, to help people think through these things. Debate, you know, isn't really, you mentioned that you, know, you used to have some debates in the auditorium or something. Was that like structured debate or Not necessarily. Of- they talked, this is conversations with Dr. Bigsby about where there would be a topic that was set and then later in the day it was more, it was relatively impromptu mm-hmm. and then they would have debates on certain issues. So it wasn't as organized maybe in these early days, it wasn't organized. Well, I love that actually. Like that's a really cool administrative way to do things. Yeah. Um, I, I do know, like, our debate team, we do policy debate, public forum, uh, and Lincoln-Douglas, as well as congressional debate. Um, but those types of debate are really structured. Like, yeah. policy debate teaches you how to talk about specifically the policy, how it affects government, how it's going to impact people, what is the actual physical and mental impacts of whatever this policy you put in place. Um, Lincoln-Douglas has you debate morals and makes you, like, conflate your morals with somebody else's. Mm-hmm. makes you really, like, discuss these things with somebody else so that you can figure out if you actually agree on something even with the same morals. Yeah, yeah. Um, public forum is just – is more like what you're talking about, I guess. Um, it's one of my favorite types of debate. We've got some awesome public forum debaters at Central that um, are really good at – having debates without the structure. So what they do is they just talk about the issues. They're mm-hmm. going to make an impassioned speech about something, and then they're going to try to talk about those issues there. So Totally, yeah. And one of your successes this year, Charlie Yale uh, qualifying for nationals in uh, um, Louisville, Kentucky, was a really, really big thing. That hadn't happened since the early 90s. Now you're pushing for a new debate tournament to be brought back to Central, yeah. bringing other students into Central. Talk about who you're naming that after and yeah. a little bit uh, why you chose that. Yeah, so we're naming it after um, the last debater to make it to Nationals from Central. His name is Seth Rich. Um, some of you may have heard of this. This gentleman uh, was a staffer in D.C., uh, I believe for Hillary Clinton, for some Democratic organization. Mm-hmm. might have just been the DNC in general. Gotcha. And um, he was very tragically um, killed during a mugging in D.C. there. Just a conspiracy theory that kind of ran out of um, this this killing here. Uh, formed based on Seth Rich. Totally. And I don't really want to get into that too much. I just think that it's really important that we remember this person who was doing some really cool things in the world that was, I mean, he was a DNC staffer. That's not an easy job to yeah. get. Yeah. I think it's important that we remember him as um, a Central graduate and as somebody who did a lot for the legacy of Central as well. Um, and as a person. Just remember yeah. him as a person. Mm-hmm. So. Especially as, as a person in our modern day. So recognizing some of those very recent alumni and uh, continuing their memory is a very, very important thing. Totally. I think as well. And I used to work on, on political campaigns, um, mostly like local political campaigns. So not a lot of like, um, I wouldn't have done a lot of Democratic or Republican stuff. But at the same time, like I see myself a lot in this kid that... Um, didn't get to make it too far in life, but probably would have done some really cool things. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely keep the uh, listeners updated on what that event looks like and some of the oh, yeah. dates maybe on that one so we can get... Uh, We're looking at the last weekend in January. If anybody okay. wants to judge, absolutely. Totally. To. There'll, be, there'll be a post <laughs> online to bring people in for sure, for um, sure. as well. So coming from a very rural place like Idaho to a semi-rural place like Nebraska, let, let's talk about some comparisons between these two states uh, moving here to Omaha. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, first off, uh, I think I told you this the other day, but y'all have a Target, which is just amazing. Wow, what a world. I know, it's crazy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, my hometown, Pocatello, it's not as um, rural as I make it seem sometimes, but it is still, it was like 60,000 people. Oh, yeah. Um, It's bigger than my my hometown of 10,000, so. There you go. (laughs) I know what it's like. I know what it's like to live without a Target for years. (laughs) Yes, and I know... um, when I first moved down here, it was kind of weird to me that, like, there's so many towns around here. Like, yeah. you can drive 10 miles and you're in a new city. Back in Idaho, you know, it was more like you drive an hour to the closest other city around you. Totally. So when you've got 60,000 people, those 60,000 people are really, like, packed in one area. Some of the differences, I really think that we just have a lot more of a diverse community here than mm-hmm. I got in Idaho. Um, many of the people that I knew in Idaho did the exact same job or... Um, we're all a part of the same organizations. Oftentimes you had to temper a lot of beliefs because you were in a community that was so tightly knit. Uh, and it wasn't like a small, small town, but word traveled pretty fast in that yeah. town. I think that our students compared to like high school students in Idaho have the ability to just be themselves a little bit more. That's important, yeah. Really is. I think it was Adam Smith, um, Wealth of Nations, father of capitalism that says um, that the invisible hand of the market doesn't work unless we have a diverse population. We are supposed to have people with differing opinions. We're supposed to have people that have differing backgrounds because if you don't have that, you're just not getting the best possible thing, best possible product, yeah, right? Totally. And so that goes back to why why Central, right? Is It's diverse. It is not like my school in Idaho, where Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the people, once again, had just the exact same beliefs. That's hard to grow out of. Yeah, especially when you think of as a high school kid, a lot of your opinions may have been formed by your parents or family nearby you. So when you're stepping into a large school like that, you're you're growing along this diverse community and continuing that. Right. And you don't, you can't get away with saying some things too. You know, if it's absolutely wrong, people are going to call you out for that thing being wrong. That did not necessarily happen in my high school. Yeah, totally. That's great. And that especially leads us into our kind of final question, our wrapping up question. Sure. Um, What is kind of your introduction to Central High and to the families, the alumni, the students, um, as Mr. Ruckdy joining the staff? Well, um, I guess it would be that I am there to share my considerable personal experience. You know, I didn't start teaching till I was 24 years old. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a good four years in the workforce. I um, graduated college early um, so that I could do some stuff with politics and so I could do some stuff with government. And now I am bringing that knowledge and experience to Central. I am excited to teach everybody's kids because I think that I'm excited that they get to learn such cool things. Not to toot my horn too much, but, um, you know, I really think that I've got a unique perspective on this that's going to make kids excited. Yeah. And especially this year when we are trying to excite students more than ever. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, that's super important. Yeah. Well, we're very excited to have you on the uh, Central High staff. I appreciate for having me. Yeah. Yeah, you taking some extra time after a long week of uh, next level learning to sit down with me. And thanks for joining uh, Chatting at the Sea. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it.